0: everybody, welcome to Street Fight Radio. Glad you're tuning in. If it's your first time, thank you. If it's your 600th time, thank you. We've been doing this show for seven years now here on the radio in Columbus, Ohio, WCRS. You can hear the show Sundays at 10 p.m. They do a repeat of our show. But then we go live at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I know a couple of folks have tried to call in and had some issues, but uh, Eastern Standard Time, that's what it is, 11 p.m., we start taking calls, 614-412-5252, we're there on WCRS, uh, the community radio here in Columbus, Ohio, 92.7 or 98.3 on your radio dial. We are Street Fight Radio. We have been infecting the airwaves for seven years, like I said. Uh, What we're trying to accomplish is some sort of non-hierarchical arrangement amongst everybody on the earth. Uh, But we are having a little bit of a trouble with the fascists and authoritarians who everybody seems to want to be. Uh, If you want to help out with pushing back against that and creating a more chill world where everybody parties a lot more and works a lot less then uh, please join up with us. The beginning of that movement is uh, happening here in Columbus, Ohio. So please come to our live shows, tell a friend. We have people all across the flat earth that are spreading the news about Street Fight Radio and dealing with less bullshit from your boss. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. We are here in the basement. Um, where we cook up all of this uh, dissent and treason and other bad things that you're not supposed to hear.
1: Nobody can tell us we're not allowed to say it down here. We can just say whatever we want. Yeah. I guess we can say whatever we want on the other show, too. We're very lucky in that we can always say whatever we want. Yeah. Good time <laughs> to
0: be in radio. Yeah, I guess. I didn't have to put on a suit and have a squeaky clean demeanor. Like the big bopper. We didn't
1: have to come in like the big bopper saying, uh-huh. hey, hey, you didn't. Even, you don't even have to have a voice now. You don't even have to enunciate your words.
0: No. I mean, a lot of people, I think actually, and this is not a dig, but like a lot of people that are into being on podcasts now have like lisps and uh, stutters and all kinds of regular ass ways of talking. And I'm totally fine with it. I'm here for it. I don't mind listening to people talk. It's better than being like. Ma pa, I'm gonna get a job in radio broadcasting. You yeah. know? I
1: hate I hate radio voice. I never liked it. It was always the worst uh it was always like, why do they talk like that? That's what yeah. I always thought when I listened to the radio. I was like, why does like, this guy fucking talk like this? This is crazy.
0: Where is this like being crafted? Like who who's coming <laughs> up with like the, the right way to talk on the radio and always doing this voice,
1: you know? Like one guy talked like that on the radio one time and then all of a sudden everybody had to do it yeah. from then on i'll
0: tell like, you what he does a bang up job talking on the radio that's what got him over That
1: that got over and then everybody yeah. just decided like that's that's how you're successful on the radio and then they still do it to this day there are guys doing the classic radio with hey
0: how's it going every on the real radio now yeah it's just the mild yelling now It's just like they're not, it's not too loud, but they are yelling at a very small, low volume. Yeah. Hey, everybody, it's the morning time. We're just partying. Everybody's going fucking wild. We're ready to start banging the gong all night long, you know, wake and bake, all that shit. Yeah. I just like the more polished, um, tuxedo version though. I like the old shark skin suit version of radio where you couldn't say a cuss. I guess you still can actually we we can cuz we're on a cool radio and
1: we're in safe harbor which yeah. you're allowed to do at 10 i mean right. doing radio would be fun during the day get, the, oh, I would love get to. like squares calling you would be perfect that would be the thing that like that's the dream is that people who don't like us can call us yeah all
0: we have to do is like blow up hot dogs in the microwave and we'd get paid like $35,000 a year it'd be amazing yeah yeah
1: that would be great yeah we i mean we'd have to read Ritz cracker Sure and stuff.
0: We yeah, we would have to eventually say that we're very passionate about a new peanut mix. Yeah. You know, know, I just never saw a trail mix that spoke to me. Not until I saw a new Hungry Jack trail mix. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hungry Jack Trail mix.
1: (laughs) I'm Hungry
0: hungry Jack. Yeah. That's who I am. Mountain man pride. (laughs) Trail mix. I wouldn't do I wouldn't I wouldn't put my name on anything less than Mountain Man's Pride Cranberry <laughs> Trail Mix. And the and the picture on
1: the side is like one of those uh one of those like boxer guys with the arms up like 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 uh, uh the with, Irish boxer man and like Yeah, wax mustache style. And then the other uh, side like he's on one side of the package, <laughs> but then on the other side of the package there's like a straight razor. Okay. Opened up. Has the date as said established and when they started doing this? Yeah, but it's established in like, it's established in 2018 from a recipe from
0: 1815 or something like that. Sure. But you, if you put your established date in Roman numerals, everybody thinks it's old anyways. I, so you can do, like, established, you know, <laughs> MMC, MXXX, is like, t- 2017 or whatever.
1: Let's fucking do that for our show.
0: Yeah, we should start doing that. Established and we do Roman <laughs> numerals. We're like, damn, man, these guys have been around. They're legends. These guys have been around since Roman times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> our names are carved in stone, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Roman
1: numerals fucking rule, man.
0: I was thinking with Countryman's Pride, I was thinking actually just having a mountain outline, but then the background where the sky, the cutout would be clear so that you could see all the hearty ingredients that are inside.
1: Right. Yeah, that like mountain man's be,
0: pride would be that. Yeah, Just something to be proud of. Like, take a damn look at it. We we have clear packaging, so you can take a goddamn look at it. We're yeah. countryman's pride. <laughs> I, I always that would be a great. That's a new millennial tagline too. <laughs> take a goddamn look at it. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think about all those brands like the the. Uh, the new or they're not even new anymore, but the manly man brands, like there's a lot of beef jerkies that do that. Like when you're waiting in the checkout line at like a hippie grocery store. Now it's like, there's a bunch of beef jerkies with like dudes doing the Marcus of Queensberry style (laughs) boxing stance. And like, it's (laughs) like a fucking somebody getting their head shaved with a, or their beard shaved with a straight razor. And like, a um, Maybe a RX on it. They'll do
0: the old RX.
1: This isn't medicine technically, but you need protein to live.
0: It's kind of a medicine. (laughs) It has all of the amino acids. Don't you want amino acids? Your doctor would tell you you get amino acids. That's why I'm wearing hip waders and carving up a fish on the front of this jerky. One of my favorite things about you is that you're a dude that gives a
1: shit about your hair and your beard and stuff. And you meticulously take care of it, but you don't go to one of those manly barbie barber shops, one of those like new school, like manly barber barber shops where the dudes are like look like
0: rockabilly singers, yeah, <laughs> and they just come talk about loose women and listen to like the most stereotypical country music. <laughs> yeah, there's a '57 Chevy parked out front, <laughs> right? Like- <laughs> some guy pulls up on a um a, um I'm sorry, a bobber motorcycle. Yeah. Some cafe racer. I did it once, man. And like they
1: played the red hot chili peppers the whole time. Yeah, I was there. that's not manly to and me. And they were shaved. They shaved my head and my beard with a straight razor, which did feel very nice. And I felt very pampered. But I had to listen to red hot chili peppers for like 45 minutes and it cost me $75. <laughs> and I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to keep shaving with my Harry's razor that I have at the house. <laughs> That yeah. wasn't an ad. That's just what I have cuz it's cheap.
0: Yeah, you've you have asked me about people bothering me about my beard and I guess I don't mind. I like to get compliments about things, but I definitely don't think it's any like my, my beard is any part of my personality. It has for me just become like a free hobby. It's because like I, I feel so guilty about I used to be into shoes and I used to be into like designer vinyl toys and I used to be into all of this stuff, action figures. I used to be into all this shit that you had to buy. And I just felt awful that they were creating these things. But the hair is coming out of my fucking face and I can like sculpt it in an artful way. And that's just something free and it's just for me, you know? Like that's <laughs> yeah. how I handle it right yeah i mean i just i always like to i I like to compliment
1: you on not buying into that like machismo macho man like old timey though macho man shit like where you're supposed to fucking dress like a guy from deadwood every day (laughs) see but
0: i but i'm also i'm a i try to see i know that there's value in all of that stuff i still think that like i think that is a better idea for guys to get their hair cut at a barber shop, because I think when Queer Eye for the Straight Guy first came out in the early 2000s, a lot of guys were at salons, and I don't think that the hair gets cut properly there for what most guys want. Great clips. You don't right. think they're doing the right thing, or at a Veda, or at uh, like any of the Penzones or Kenneths, any of the salons. I just guys' hair. If you do a fade and you do a razor the hair stays neater for a lot longer. If you're just going to buzz somebody's hair, like that dude's going to have duck tails in about 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I think there is a lot of value in that and those type of grooming regimens. And I do think that, you know, I can take a lot of pride in what I do with my beard. And like I said, I do it. It comes out of my face for free, yeah. but I just, I always have always, always ever. I was always draw the line at ever thinking that it's anything that I would ever be proud of or expressively say or wear a T-shirt or have anything about it. Besides, or like, it, it's just hair that comes out of my face to me. Yeah. yeah. It's not my personality. It's not my identity. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean, you take care of it. And that's... like yeah. A lot of people don't... Uh, there's a lot of people, like... I mean, that just we lot we're, of people don't a, really take must- care of it.
0: But we're into mustache, dude. Like, I already feel like I'm going to stick with the beard, and it's going to make me look very old because it's mustache season. It's yeah. about to be mustaches because be- beards have been around for way too long at this point. They look fucking cool in the
1: summer, though, just like they look cool in the winter. Like, they look cool all year. Yeah. That's the good thing. of I've always wanted to grow one. I can't do that that they come in real patchy it makes me look like i'm fucking really just makes people like will be like do you need you need some help buddy do you got scurvy or something like that (laughs) right is there a deficiency (laughs) what what aren't you eating like why is all the hair falling out of your face (laughs) is there has there been a nuclear strike here recently were you vacationing in chernobyl
0: you're you're shedding all over the the couch there. I have to wonder if you're getting enough vitamin D. Yeah, so I don't. I I, I just can't grow it. Out. I like
1: having the shadow, so I shave like every two weeks, and then I have the shadow, and then I shave again, and that's how I do my thing. But I do my own hair because I I'm bald. Like I just shave it with a fucking straight razor. I'm done for two weeks. Yeah, I, it's really cool that I don't have to spend any time. Like I I've thought about this a lot recently, where I was like. I don't have to spend any fucking time thinking about what to do about hair. You know, like I never, because my wife and daughter just went and got their hair cut. It was like over a hundred dollars. And they were like, apologize. Like, oh, I wish it didn't cost so much. And it's like, whatever, man. I'm sure we save a ton of money by never having to spend money on my hair ever. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's cheap. <laughs> like, I have the cheapest hairdo you can possibly have. You know, but, but okay. So, but just to wrap this up, the original thought there though, it is, it's like the Rick and Morty situation where the fans of things kind of ruin it in that I really do like macho stuff. In the same way that I like really girly stuff. You know, like, I like when all of our kids hang out and they watch Mama Mia and paint their nails and sing the songs. Like, I like to do that stuff. Yeah. But I also think it's really sweet to put, like, on a leather jacket and, a mo- and drive a <laughs> motorcycle over Ravine, you know? And I like, like, I really do like macho stuff, but when you turn it into, like, a shrine... Or your strict identity—that's like when it does eventually turn toxic. It just poisons you. Yeah, yeah. And those like weird barbershop places where they just—they like—they're like, they're like, "You want something to read?" And they just toss you a Playboy. No, and you're like, <laughs> I mean, no, I don't want. The I just came to get a haircut. Yeah. <laughs> really? I don't need to look at naked ladies right now. I went to one in Dallas that they had Playboys and hustlers and shit was their magazine rack.
1: For what? Like, so who, who wants to sit and stare at a fucking hustler?
0: Hey, nothing to do. Might as well look at a nice set while I'm here. There's nothing, I mean.
1: Oh, fucking weird, man. Oh. I know,
0: but I also at the same time I do like like naked women. Once again, it's like that's that's like the 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 yin and yang. I don't want
1: like be sitting in it and appreciating right. a naked lady in public. Right. I'm, guess, not I'm not gonna have a
0: pullout. Why I'm not gonna be sitting there with a pullout poster. Yeah. In the middle of the barber shop.
1: I just I don't want to do I like I'm, I'll appreciate naked women like either by myself or, you know, like that. The one the one that I've chosen, the one that I've been with for 20 years. <laughs> I can appreciate a naked lady. I got a naked lady to appreciate sometimes. Right. Obviously, we're very clothes heavy house. We're never really naked. But I, I mean, I wear my shoes in bed, so it's pretty much <laughs> that drives people.
0: fucking You crazy literally knock boots then.
1: I mean, I take my shoes off when, if I'm having, Uh, I don't like talking about this.
0: (laughs) You don't want to admit that you take your boots off during sex? I don't want to admit that I have sex. Oh, (laughs) okay. Sorry. We can keep, it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Maybe he does. Maybe he doesn't.
1: I I mean, I do. I've said it online that I do have sex, but it always is like, there's some ironic distance with it there. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying when I get in bed. And I'm just hanging out with the wife, and we're just hanging and talking. Sometimes I'm in my shoes. I'm in my jeans. I'm wearing a T-shirt and a hoodie and my headphones. Like, you know all those pictures that you see of me on the Internet where I'm in all my clothes? And, I like, when I'm on stage, I wear that in bed, too. When you can just
0: see your hands (laughs) and your face. It's the only skin that's showing.
1: (laughs) I wear that in bed, too. And then there comes a point where I take a shower. I'm naked when I take that shower. Okay. I you get did. out. Woo, big, that's big news. <laughs> you don't shower. You don't wear like a bathing suit to shower in? <laughs> I mean, that's not out of the, that's with me. That's not out of the realm of possibility. I'm very you uncomfortable do it. naked. If no, you have
0: enough money, maybe.
1: If Yeah, if I was rich, I'd probably wear one of those one pieces like that used nice to little- wear back on Coney Island <laughs> in the 20s. <laughs> a nice little nude suit yeah so or like a mesh bag i got a shower and i put on a pair of sh- sweat pant like shorts the adidas shorts and a oh, t-shirt the brand
0: what, what why the brand
1: well I mean, those are what i have right I now want people That's what, what i'm wearing
0: is. well because i have an athletic style of sleeping <laughs>
1: <laughs> no i just want people to know what kind of shorts i'm wearing i'm wearing like sweat pant shorts i with- need climacool <laughs> they're not climacool they're Three stripes. They're trilight. Are they trilight? No, they're just sweatpants. Oh, okay. They're just shorts that are sweatpants. You can't wear basketball shorts to bed. Okay, why it not? Makes you, you're it just heats up the junk, man. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't. I tried that once. It just okay. Ugh, too much. So anyway, like I put a shirt on and a hoodie, and then I put a big pair of wool socks on, and then I sit in the bed next to my wife, and all of that while she wears pants and a sweater because I keep the house too cold so we're not like a super naked house okay and not not into it well i'm glad we got to delve into this yeah i mean that doesn't happen very often does it no a walmart ceo makes a lot more than the company's medium worker 1188 times more to be exact
0: yowzer
1: not their lowest paid worker their median worker <laughs> the median worker it says yeah that's what, okay well, I'll reread the sentence walmart ceo makes a lot more than the company's median worker 1188 times more to be exact
0: that's outrageous man there's just whenever i hear that this is why i feel so alone is when i hear stuff like that it doesn't seem like Uh, any person could do 1,000 times more work than deal with a fucking line of people at a Walmart. What could you possibly be doing than working a fucking nine-hour shift at a Walmart that is 1,000 times harder? Right, and it feels
1: like you could... You know, I've had this conversation with actual... whatever people I worked with in the past and stuff, and a lot of them think they deserve it because they have this thing in their mind of like because I've heard
0: the arguments right let's let's go through a few of the arguments a I'm lot. down with I mean I, I'm sorry I'll, I'll, I'll cut you off and say do, does the guy that's like steering the ship get a little bit extra I don't mind that I really don't I know it's not doesn't line up with my values and what we've espoused on the show but sure if all I can do is help you run your ship and you know what's going on Sure. Take a little bit extra. That's fine. Yeah. It's a- one thousand times more doesn't make any sense when nobody else here gets health care, has enough to to uh, uh, to make it through the week. I mean, these people, Walmart employees are folks that probably have more than one job or are um, collecting some sort of government assistance. Right. Doug McMillan
1: earned $22.8 million during the retailer's last fiscal year, which ended on January 31st, according to a company filing. Walmart's median employee, meanwhile, earned $19,177 in the same period. That's $19,000 a year. That's before taxes. That's their
0: median employee. I just... I don't know, man. I uh as a human being, just something about 22 million dollars seems absurd for one person to have. I mean, I we got close to 100,000 and I feel I felt like I was had too much, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And like I I just I just don't see the justification and we don't get to have these discussions by anybody. Nobody is out there saying that anybody deserves this. Like me and you are filling in what we see in comment sections, you know? Yeah. Or, or, or like, yeah, exactly. Or, or like I said, I have that inclination to say, Hey, Walmart guy, you did a partnership with Levi's or Hey, target CEO. You did a partnership with Hunter boots and you're going to make us a whole bunch of extra money. So you get to have a fucking Italian made car, <laughs> right? That's yeah. all they want. Yeah. They you want get, a toy. I mean- so and you're like, but yeah. 22 million, but 1000 times is sickening. I mean, I just feel like for someone to take that much, I, once again, I mean, I guess I'm just, gonna, I'm going to fuck up all my morals. I throw them in jail. I think you should throw somebody in jail. <laughs> <laughs> like well, if so, it's like, it should be a test. Like okay so we were only giving you the 22 million so that you would be like wow this is way too much guys yeah <laughs> I don't need 22 million at all I mean I'm on that Rachel Ray, like, $30 a day type thing. Like, I don't need that much. I don't need $22 million to get by. I think he
1: could have... It's, it's completely fair for the CEO of Walmart to get $500,000 sure. a year. <laughs> like, okay. Fine. You're doing deals. You're working long hours. Although, I would say They're that not. your workers are probably working much longer hours than you. I'm just guessing. Much more longer. Much more tedious. Like, the... I mean, it's just that twenty-two million sh- dollars, twenty-two point three million of that dollars should be spread among those employees yeah. making. Like, you shouldn't be allowed to make twenty-two million dollars if your median employee is making nineteen thousand dollars a year. You did. You just shouldn't. That should be again. That's there should. I don't like to say law that should be against the fucking law. That's <laughs> against like a, so that should at least be a fucking considered breaking the social contract.
0: Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it is, it's just an awful deal and it's not, uh, it shouldn't be acceptable to any of us, especially now as wages just stagnate and keep not moving and more and more of more and more CEOs and these billionaire class folks, just keep moving along with their agenda and amassing more wealth. And I, I don't know why, but I, I mean, I haven't had a real discussion with anybody about that type of stuff in a very long time. I don't talk. I mean, you don't hear it from like, I mean, I think the
1: Trump thing we were talking about it a lot more in the first Obama election cycle, like after he got elected we talked a lot about CEO pay and stuff like that. And it seemed like the conversation, I mean, there were a lot of people that didn't want to talk about that stuff while Obama was president because it made Democrats look bad and they kind of shifted the argument to other things. And then like now we're in a perpetual stage of like, It feels like people are fighting for their fucking lives now. Like with ICE doing these enormous raids and with like different attacks on LGBT people or with like, you know, these, these crazy conservative white guys gunning people down and waffle houses and shit like that. We're on this like constant where we're like just fucking, we're in a panic. Like we're fighting for, we're fighting just to keep our space that there is almost no room for a conversation uh, that is about something like this, that it feels like, Oh, we can get to that later. We can get to that later, you you know, but it's the root of a lot of our problems also, which I think, I think that makes it important. And I think me and you, I mean, we'll continue. We talk about it because that's kind of our place to talk about. That's kind of the beat that we've created for ourselves. But like, I don't know, Uh, like this is the sort of thing that if somebody went on TV, some some person that was running from the left, some I mean, I hate to say it like this, but some like off the cuff Donald Trump guy from the left went out and just started saying stuff like this. We would have a mass movement on our hands because I just don't I don't know if people know that kind of a ratio exists. I think they think it exists and I think they think so they'll say things like whenever I've had talks with other people that I've worked with, they'll say things like, well, their job is really um, turbulent. It's really like it's. Um, precarious they have precarious work and they can lose their work so they have to make all this money because what if they never work again and it's like well you don't have that fucking same consideration for like somebody that's like a janitor you don't like give them that consideration they also work their asses off and sometimes are in precarious job positions and you don't think that if they lose their job they should have a
0: pool for the
1: rest of their lives
0: right Yeah, and the I mean the making up bullshit and doing meetings and all of that side of it is not important for the most part. The business
1: runs the business is almost automated in a way that like if you cut the head off of pretty much any of these businesses, nothing changes. If you cut the three top heads off of any of these businesses. I don't think it changes. I don't think Walmart changes as a worker owned. I mean, you know, you really want them to, to do better, like get better pro like, um, do have better like manufacturing practices and purchasing and paying practices. I'm saying that the operation of Walmart doesn't change at all without a board of directors.
0: Right. Yeah. And even and if they were to do their job for less money, they could still make those decisions. They could just not take all the fucking money that the business makes. Maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe instead of taking all the money that the business makes, you give it to the people that are also making the business work because it doesn't, it, you're right, it doesn't change um, a big fucking warehouse to throw things in for people to pick them up at. Yeah. That's the concept of Walmart. That is. is, And there's a lot of them. And like they don't. The partnerships with like Shania Twain or or Sean White or whoever the fuck they they partner with for their their shit. Not necessary. I mean, it's necessary for some new young gun to to get his like chops or get something on his resume or her resume that says they ran a marketing campaign. But. I mean, there's really are pretty simply just a place to go get fruits and vegetables and
1: jeans from. And all those things can happen, too. I mean, obviously, you want to degrow the economy. The goal is to, like, is degrowth because we need to get rid of some of this manufacturing. But I'm just, like, I'm just simply saying that I don't know how many jobs there are that would be affected with, with not paying the CEO all the money. Yeah, are paying the top people in the company all the money? I don't know of many jobs that would be affected by that, except for like CEO and people yeah. <laughs> that make all the money. You know,
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the duty of um, having a place for people to shop would move along just fine.
1: All of those things, all of those things will still exist. Like I was so Brett, I was at Kroger this week. And you know how they, so at, at Kroger now they have an aisle of just shit you can buy. It's not like groceries. It's not seasonal items. It's just like as seen on TV shit. Okay. Really? Like mostly. And I saw a thing <laughs> called a reheats, and it is just a, a pan with a thing on top that you put in, a, you put a piece of pizza in and you put it in the microwave and it, supposedly makes your pizza crispy, which I don't even know that anybody's, like, looking for a crispy pizza. I mean, they want, like, a... I mean, pizza dough is a softer thing. I don't don't know if uh, we're toasting it. I like a crispy bottom. Okay, good. So, but I'm saying, like, this is for making that. And I was like, all I see now when I see that is a land... Like, Kroger looks like a fucking landfill to me. And I've started thinking about how... Like, is the world as bad as I view it? Because there are things now that, like, I see a Reheatsa, and I can guarantee 15 people walk by that Reheatsa every day, and they're like, damn, I gotta get one of these Reheatsas. And I walk by it, and I just see fucking trash. (laughs) Like, that's my perspective. And is that healthy? (laughs) I don't really know. Is it realistic,
0: even? (laughs) But that's what it is, though, in the end. No, I had the same feeling, actually. I was um, thinking that one of the reasons that I can't be sober in this world is because when I go to the grocery store and I walk down the aisles, I look at all of the packaging. I look at all of the products and then I just imagine it just Bowling over me. I just picture every single thing in the entire grocery store, all of the little styrofoam trays, all of the the uh, cellophane wrapping on everything. I just imagine it all consuming me and just like covering me. Yeah. And like, I can't deal with that. The the. It's like we. I mean, but I I also. Can't ex- nobody wants to there's no way that we could ever address that, I don't think. I, I don't mean, know. I, I could, I would like to, but like Cereal silos have to happen because otherwise like thousands of boxes of cereals happen and we just can't have that. We just <laughs> right. have to stop doing that. We could
1: even do bulk. You could do more bulk, more bulk things right. and where you bring your own goddamn shit. But I like, mean, we live in a city that hasn't outlawed plastic bags yet. And it, it. look, I know it's happened in a lot of places. I really don't think it's going to happen in most of the Midwest or the South. I just can't. No, they double bag.
0: Yeah. Dude, they, New York City was just like, they love to give you everything in as many bags as possible.
1: They fucking will put like here when I was a bagger, the motherfuckers would, there were people that would ask for a paper bag with a plastic bag on the outside of it. Like just, it's like, well, I want both kinds of bags. <laughs> it's like, you don't stop it. Like I got in the heat online. Cause I took pictures of my groceries coming through to make a goofy joke or something like that. And I said I don't put the fruits and vegetables in a bag. That's actually why I don't buy them from Aldi, because they're all wrapped in plastic and shit. And I'm just like, I just want to buy fruits and vegetables, just that. No packaging. I wish I could get it without the fucking sticker. Like, I wish I could get it with
0: nothing to throw <laughs> right.
1: away, because it feels like that's a slam dunk, right?
0: Yeah, know that is. That's like... <laughs> That's a zero percent waste. Yeah. Transaction. So when. I,
1: so I try to get as far away from having all having any trash when I have food. And, like, so I don't bag the stuff, and they're like, the cashier hates it. And I'm like, I'm fucking sorry, man, but I'm not using those plastic bags. I'm not going to put each vegetable in a different plastic bag. If I get green beans, I'll put them in a plastic bag. It's fine. But apples don't need to go. I don't need to wrap my apples in plastic. They have something on the outside of them.
0: Yeah, I I have the reusable plastic bags, actually, for, like, the green beans and celeries and shit. I should probably. It's do still that. something else to waste, though. It is. It is. They had to make that still, but you're wasting less. Yeah, you're doing no, okay. And I mean, I, I I absolutely, I mean, I absolutely agree. I mean, when I see all that stuff, I just don't know how we can not talk about it. Like, why we just don't? Why everybody's ignoring that side of it? You know, the the packaging stuff
1: gets more and more too. It's when when we looked at somebody, I my wife wanted to try blue apron and got it. And the shit showed up to my house. And I was like, are you fucking serious with is, this is, packaging? This is the most packaging I've ever seen on anything else. You put an, I understand that the egg would break. If you didn't put it in a carton, we shouldn't just be shipping one egg. Then we can we sorry, yeah. we can't ship one egg. That's too bad. Cause we're not going to make a carton for one fucking egg. It doesn't make sense.
0: Yeah. There's no reason to do that. I mean, we should expect, we should just require you to have eggs at your house. Like, yeah. Like, or th- go.
1: I mean, fucking dude, you could do the milkman gimmick where the milkman drops off your egg in a fucking milk every morning. I don't give a shit. Like, I don't care. I just don't, I don't want all of this. Like, we got to cut down the trash. And we just aren't Like we're not even like Making a fucking dent We're actually It just keeps Ratcheting up And that's all That's all capitalism It it just is like We have to make more More stuff We need more A Reheatsa we figured out a way to sell this fucking pan in a different way. Right. That's what I was going
0: to say now. Yeah. I mean, maybe they got 10,000 of those printed up or something. And it is just a regular pan that they were probably making and calling something else. Yeah. And those are just going to sit on a CVS shelf in the as seen on TV section for who knows how long they'll make it into like a white elephant or like a gag. Someone will get one as a last minute gift on like, you know, Christmas Eve and put it in their
1: basement and never touch it or yeah. put it under their sink and never touch it. Like we can't, let's stop making as seen on TV shit. Let's just, that's a good place to good cut. ideas. No, none of them are good ideas, dude. I mean, those chemicals, none of them can be good. Some guy's mixing up chemicals in his garage and he's like, I figured out a way to patch boats with an aerosol can. I can guarantee that's poison. I can't. <laughs> Just, I know that's not good. So, yeah, because you watch that Shark Tank show and it's always some guy coming in there with like some kind of a fucking adhesive or something. And it's like, no, no, nobody's mixing up adhesives in their garages. That's Stop a, it. We got adhesives. Let them do it in a fucking lab or something like that. But whatever is in that, I'm not comfortable with. I'm not comfortable with you being the guy. That makes anything in a fucking aerosol can. Period, Lonnie or Terry. Like No. I know you want to patch your boat. Use wood glue or whatever glue you use. They've used glue. They've used something in the past forever. Your solution is not in an aerosol can. (laughs) No new adhesives. That's your rule. (laughs) I mean, do we need them?
0: Um, like the nanotech ones, like the micro ones, or like the ones that work like gecko feet, right? Didn't they do that? I don't know. I don't know. I don't think we need them. I think we've fucking perfected
1: glue. We're fine. Eh, we Everything could probably make a there. safer glue. I want to, I, because th- this story ties into another thing that I wanted to get to. Macy's CEO earned $11.1 million in the last fiscal year. That's 806 times the median employee. And at Gap, the chief executive made fifteen point six million or two thousand nine hundred times wow. the median employee. Like we're getting ripped off out yeah. there. Yeah.
0: If you're working in a store And this is this is somebody that just goes to like ribbon cuttings and tries to open up new wings of hospitals. I mean, uh, it never feels like anybody is missing the CEO on
1: Undercover Boss. Like, you never see him taking a call like, everything's fucked up and you're fucking breading chicken? What the hell? No, he has all the time in the world to be breading chicken. Yeah, I don't see my kids because this Boston market has to have somebody, a steady hand at the wheel at all times. That's not true. The Boston market will fucking run. Just, le- no, done. Uh, they, one of the undercover bosses I watched was Boston Market. Okay. That was one of the main ones. That's why that one's in my head.
0: Yeah, I mean, without Gap, um, how would they do the Red campaign, right? How They wouldn't be able to link up with, with a charity organization and sell T-shirts. They won't make, I mean, the only thing I want Gap doing is making
1: that swing dancing commercial. Again. <laughs> that was a good I missed one. that thing. That was like the most, that was a big moment in my Time life. Time to bring it back. Yeah. So this is why I, so I brought that up to talk about how, you know, you, you had mentioned in that story about people working at Walmart and still having to be on snap benefits or section eight benefits and things like that. And, uh, that's absolutely true. I mean, it's, that's like proven. Everybody knows that. And, uh, you know what the CEO's making, he's making $22 million a year or a year, We've also talked about businesses giving bonuses because they've been given these enormous tax cuts, right? Yeah. My guess is that Walmart did not give cashiers bonuses when they got that tax cut. I'm I haven't heard the story that came out, and I'm sure they would want to scream that from the mountaintops. <laughs> so I don't think they did. So uh, this story popped up today from the Washington Post uh, right before we started to record. Right before I left to record. Housing and Urban Development Secretary Ben Carson proposed far-reaching changes to federal housing subsidies Wednesday, tripling rent for the poorest households and making it easier for housing authorities to impose work requirements. Carson's proposals and other initiatives aimed at low-income Americans receiving federal assistance amount to a comprehensive effort by the Trump administration and Republicans in Congress Congress to restrict access to the safety net and reduce the levels of assistance for those who do qualify. So, the ambitious effort to shrink federal assistance has has been dubbed a welfare reform 2.0 after Bill Clinton's overhaul of the welfare system in 1996. The proposals wow. affecting housing, food stamps, and Medicaid would require congressional approval. Um Trump earlier this month signed an executive order directing federal agencies to expand work requirements for low-income Americans receiving Medicaid, food stamps, public housing benefits and welfare. The agencies are supposed to issue recommendations to the White House within 90 days. Um so they So there are uh, so there's going to be work requirements on Section 8 housing now. Okay. Um it it explains in here uh So it does explain this. Give me, okay. The initiative unveiled by Carson Wednesday would raise the rent for tenants and subsidize housing to 35% of gross income or 35% of their earnings working 15 hours a week at the federal minimum wage, up from the current standard of 30% for adjusted income. About half of the 4.7 million families receiving housing benefits would be affected, HUD official says. The cap on rent for the poorest families would rise to about $150 a month, Uh, three times higher than the existing $50 ceiling about 712,000 households would see their monthly rents rise to $150 officials said.
0: So they're raising
1: rent on on the people that don't have any extra money. (laughs) They're getting the money for their war machine and those, the, the Walmart CEO is getting his money From those, that's where he's getting it. They're taking it from the people that don't have it.
0: Right. He doesn't have to offer, he is not offering health care. He's not hiring people enough to pay for any sort of benefits. So the the government's covering it, and then he walks away with $22 million. And the dirty secret part of this thing is they
1: do say things in this article about work requirements. A lot of people are fucking working, they're under fucking paid. Like, our our workforce the the entry level of our workforce the service industry the service sector of our fucking workforce needs Medicaid they, they don't have it like they don't yeah. give them health
0: insurance
1: what, what else well, are they supposed to fucking do
0: yeah and you know the the problem with these people is that they're always legislating in a way that is geared towards morality instead of like the actuality like the statistics of it and that you know you're going after this marginalized population and these this percentage of people exists because we've decided to prioritize the boardroom so when we decide that some people are going to get paid 22 million dollars a year for working at the same company that someone the regular worker gets paid 19,000 you create this scale And then you eventually create this bottom. And so you're dealing with folks that also may never be able to work. Yeah.
1: People on Medicaid, people that are using Medicaid, who's to say that they fucking
0: like disabled people. Sure. You can't make disabled people work or people that need counselors, people that need therapy, people that need assistance in a multitude of ways. We can't punish them or tax them out of existence. We can't say you're just too goddamn poor. If we set the bar high enough, you're going to really put a lot of pressure on yourself and turn from a piece of coal into a nice shiny diamond. Right. And I think that like this story,
1: I, I think this story is a good companion to the last story, because if you are talking to people who are talking about things like trickle down, economics and stuff like that it's really easy to show them that like when conservatives or republicans are in power they they like give breaks to people who don't need them and squeeze people who do i don't think that the people that are necessarily like working class sort of conservative types I don't know that those people necessarily know that the CEO of Walmart is making that much more than they do or that like they're paying. I don't know that they know how much less taxes they're paying. And when they talk about squeezing people at the bottom, like when they talk about squeezing people on Medicaid or welfare or something like that. Like, I don't think people really quite understand, like, that those two things are connected. They're not, like, two disconnected facts, you know? (laughs) Because that's what it sounds like. It sounds like trivia to some people when you're like, oh, did you know? (laughs) This is how much the CEO makes. And then you're like, oh, did you also know that Ben Carson is making people's rent that used to be $50 a month, $150 a month?
0: (laughs) Like, well, so I wonder where that money came from. Hmm. Yeah. How could they find that? Yeah. Fuck, I hate this
1: government. Jesus Christ, I hate the United. God damn America. Like yeah. the famous uh Jeremiah Wright Jeremiah Wright said, "Love that guy. That was the best thing anybody yes. ever
0: said." Yeah, he he gave us a lot of hope. People are like, "This motherfucker
1: said goddamn damn America." I can't dang believe it. He was right. <laughs> hey, you know, I'm not I'm not ever going to argue against that. Uh See what we got here. What do we got? What do we got? Oh, yeah, I wanted to call out to the uh, UPS Teamsters. I wanted to give them a little a little shout out cuz somebody sent me this thing. UPS has a contract proposal on the table that would give the company the right to force package drivers to work up to 70 hours a week anytime they deem it necessary to avoid service disruptions. First, management would ask for volunteers. Then the company would force seasonal and non seniority drivers. Then the company can and will force seniority package drivers to work up to seventy hours a week. Um, we can't let that happen. There is a there's a petition in there. If you work for UPS, you probably want to sign that petition. Uh, they're claiming that they need that because already they're they can require sixty hours, and they just wow. want to add ten more hours. Sure to that because they need it it. nice
0: it would (laughs) it would be nice for us here in the the board you know i'm a i mean i work 60 hours a week i'm on that goddamn phone 60 hours a week you wouldn't believe it the kind of hot conversations i have to have with some of the board members here yeah so it's it's just like you in those trucks
1: Schedule and work week issues will be on the table when negotiations resume. UPS teams. seventy
0: hours. I feel like I should I wanna beat somebody's ass that says you should work that much.
1: <laughs> I wanna I wanna like that's why they used to bomb like Yeah, that's why anarchists <laughs> used
0: to bomb shit. <laughs> yeah, they used to I get, get mad. I don't want to get in that kind of trouble, but yeah, I wanna bomb shit when you say that.
1: UPS teamsters <laughs> need to demand that the international <laughs> union reject the company's proposal to impose 70 hour work weeks at any sixth punch or work over 60 hours should be voluntary. Even during peak. I think that's fair as hell, dude. I think that's really fair. You know what, dude, you're a dry. They're, fucking package fine. deliverers and they're driving should they fucking be working more than 60 hours a week should that be legal i don't that want they somebody do that?
0: with that gigantic of a vehicle to be working that long
1: yeah should that be okay i don't know i don't
0: <laughs> the, want to come upon you on your 59th hour this is what
1: they're proposing ups is also propo- proposing work weeks of four 10 hour days and three 13 hour days with no overtime after eight what Four 10s or 313? Is that the two different shifts? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. And you wouldn't get overtime for them. So you would, you know, with no overtime. You just, you'll work the... But how do you get to 70, though? 440, uh, 3 times 13. What's 3 times 13? 39. 39. And then 40 plus 39. Se- that's 79 hours. 79. I don't know what they're talking about. I, I don't know. I... I, I wanted to give them the thing. I, I, I may have read that wrong. I can't really tell. Okay. But 70-hour work weeks. Don't do it. Don't let them do that, UPS. That should probably be a sticking point in negotiations.
0: Yeah, I can imagine. They used to make us do it when I worked at that warehouse, and it, was, it made me mad every single time. Unnecessary. It's unnecessary. You could hire
1: more people. Yeah, I think it sounds like you need to hire more people. Sounds See, like we can't not. It sounds like you. We maybe we need more people working here.
0: Yeah, it would probably be better if somebody else was picking up the slack here instead of me being here for seventy fucking hours in one week. Are you kidding me? And we're talking when they talk about
1: peak. We're talking oh, about like God. all of December is seventy yeah. hour weeks. December and January probably are seventy hour for weeks. for sure. It's not just like. One week. Oh, we might have to do seventy hours. They will, they will fucking make you work seventy hours every single week. I see UPS trucks out at like ten o'clock at night. Oh, I don't yeah. think they drive them in shifts. I think they do start at. Eight. I don't know for sure, but I think they start at like the in same the time. Yeah, yeah, eight or nine. They just drive all day and until all night. Fucking nine p.m. Yeah. Oh, that's so depressing. They really work they work people like crazy there. Everybody I know that worked there did not have the best experience. It was like the expectation of speed and the amount of packages you were supposed to move was just it sounds like it was not easy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I never got a chance. But it always it seemed like a bug deal. Yeah, because it was part-time but they would pay for your college, but it's like why are they paying so much money? Like yeah. why, why are they paying for all my college and they wouldn't give you benefits. They would just pay for your college. Right. It's like, "Well, that's nice of you, but I need benefits. I
0: still I need health insurance because I'm throwing boxes 4 hours a day." Well, they always put kind of all kinds of asterisks on that, too. Where oh, the like, college? Yeah, if you stop working here, then we won't pay for your any school that you've been to in the last year or whatever some shit, you know.
1: Yeah, and I've never really known anybody that did. I never really knew anybody that could do 4 years of UPS. Like most of the people I knew that worked there lasted like 5 or 6 months and or maybe even 3 months. I mean, I knew I hang around with like a scuzzy crowd, but like the job sounds very hard. Everybody I know that have done a job like that. I think one of our listeners, one of my friends worked at FedEx for a while as a second job. And it was like, holy shit, man. Those jobs are rough. Those are hard fucking jobs. That postal shit is very not easy. So, uh, before we get out of here tonight, before we end the basement show, uh, we we found this site earlier. Well, I saw a billboard for it, actually. And it's Ohio's new Just Say No. They rolled out a new uh, drug anti-drug program for kids kids probably shouldn't do drugs
0: yeah i um, agree i mean I'm, i want to be a cool dad but i don't think that kids should do drugs no nah, it's not a good idea
1: until they're like out of school and stuff like that maybe college is fine college uh, is great for maybe drugs. smarter and stuff i mean i just i feel like high school it's i did it i'm not a fucking do as i i hate being like a do as i say not as i do and i'm not commanding that Nobody does drugs. I'm not saying, no, you're not allowed. It should be against the law. But I do hope to make it so my kid is a little more mature when she starts doing drugs than I did.
0: Or not to just not be in a fucked up situation. I mean, you have time. That's true. You can wait a little bit. You know, like when you go sneak in or you end up doing it in some dumbass situation, it's not worth it.
1: Yeah. So that's kind of my... My philosophy is that is like I want to I want to discourage it from happening, but I also if it's going to happen, I want it to be in a safe situation. Sure. Now, I you can't it is illegal for like you to host. And it, I don't know if it's like your kid wouldn't want to smoke marijuana with you the first time
0: or whatever. I but, know some people that didn't like that. Really? Yeah. One of my friends, mom, this is. Uh, yeah, one of my friend's mom. I don't, it's, I think this is, it's a bad move, but how old? Like 14. Yeah, I don't want to, like 14. I, I,
1: 17 or something like that. If, if like, see, the way I think about it is like the, the once, once they're a little older and they can be like, I'm interested in trying this thing. It's like what I hope is I'm interested in trying this thing. And I can push it off until like her graduation party or sure. something like that. Roll up with a doobie. And then at like, the graduation party, be like, you can, we can, you wanna smoke some weed, we'll do it here and you're not somewhere else and it's not gonna get fucking weird or anything like that. Maybe that, maybe something like that. I'm not, this isn't like, I haven't played this out of my head. And I just had a conversation with Brett before the show recorded that, like, before we recorded the show that I fucking thought, the easiest part of raising a kid was going to be the teenage years, and it turns out it's not. Yeah, so.
0: <laughs> you're also the classic fool.
1: I, well, it's not the. I, it wasn't
0: foolish. It was just that I feel like you thought you already knew about teen issues that you were going to be able to just communicate them to her. Yeah, but they're completely different than
1: you. Yeah, they completely like. I, my kid watches people eat milk on TV. Like, she watches people eat frozen milk on her phone. I can't even
0: figure out, like... like yeah, you can't identify with that. I can't That's identify... with like, one a pair of skids.
1: Yeah, I don't want to identify with, like, Ariana Grande at all. Like, I see Ariana Grande, and I'm like, this... I mean, I knew music was just going to sound like bleeps and bloops when I got older. And goddammit, music sounds like bleeps yes. and bloops to It ended me. up being bleeps
0: and bloops. <laughs> it ended up being computer For music. Forget computer-generated vocals.
1: <laughs> but I knew that was going to happen. I'm not oh, yeah. mad. I'm like not mad it. at all about any of that stuff. And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it sucks. I just knew it was going to sound like incoherent like bleeps and bloops and computer noises. I said this to Matt on... We I just recorded a show with Kushbaum that'll come out later, but I told him I tried to play a song by Space on the uh, third on the uh, Colin show this week, and I was like, I saw everybody talking about Space. I thought I'd look really cool if I played a Space song, <laughs> and I listened to it and I was like, sounds like a bunch of squeals and thuds. <laughs> I don't know if I can play this right. Like, but everybody was talking about it right. and I felt like I needed to know it. And then I'm like, young people, y'all just,
0: you're All that right, new man. shit. You're that new shit. Oh, <laughs> I just can't be on that new shit. I guess.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's some of it. I like, I just, ugh. some of it just sounds like noise, but that's cause I'm old, but like they just teens, I guess, I don't know. They like, you're, you can't be prepared to parent one. I guess is is what I'm taking of away course. from it. There's no like real preparations. It's just <laughs> you learn in the field as you go. But I, I I I feel like my I've done a good job of demystifying drugs to my kid and I don't think that she I feel like she's not going to fuck with them because they're not the same. They're not the same exotic thing to her that they were to me.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that I think that it has changed in that the world was a lot wilder before we were all more connected in that people were trying shit out that they really didn't know anything about. You know, you just had street level knowledge or whatever an acquaintance told you about something. But in this day and age, you can kind of look things up and know what you're getting into with any sort of drug experience. Right. And, and I also think that, and this is true for me, And I'm, you know, I'm obviously older than your daughter, but I am even at the point where a lot of the drug stories that were even coming out, like, weren't so glamorous. I think that now kids think that like a good, a good like speed is like a Monster Energy. I don't think they're into like the you know, the drugs, the way that many things they're not,
1: somebody's not going to steal many things from the gas station and bring them to school. And everybody's going to take 17 of them. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I mean, you know, I mean, obviously Molly Coke, all that stuff is super popular and people are still doing it, but I just don't know if the depravity or like the extremes are still happening at that rate at, as the way they are, you know, in this day and age. Yeah. I don't know, I but I'm I'm not around it. Like I'm not around enough kids. Yeah, it's. In, I mean, I just I I think a lot of it. I mean, like
1: marijuana is such.
0: They are getting softer. Like I do have to say when I look at the kids coming up, they are getting softer. Like ha, like it happens, you know. Well, marijuana is. That also that mills everybody like. Well, and it's
1: it's popular as hell. And like adults are doing it all the time now. And it's a very open conversation about it. And right. Like, you know, kids just know about. I mean, like all the kids in my kid's school were celebrating 420. They don't even know what the fuck it is. I mean, they know what they know. It's the weed day, but they don't like they They've don't ever done it Like do weed they just they're like oh look here's a cool snapchat filter of snoop dog that says chill under it I'll, <laughs> I'll post that on my Snapchat at 420 on 420 it's like just a part of the culture and i think that like when i was a kid i would look at uh i looked at weed like oh man this is like what cheech and chong was doing
0: well <laughs> you know well and i do have to say i mean i don't i mean i have to say that You know, uh, there's weed parents now that I'm around, and they're like, hey, hey, hey," like on the playground, come check this out. They get like a 420 box every single month that has like, it's just, you know, loot, loot box, but with like rolling papers and trays and all that stuff. So they show off all that stuff, and, you know, that's somebody's mom and dad. And I'm also, I've got weed tinctures and brownies and vape juices and all of the stuff in my house, so... It's way more, it's more popular and it does really, it kind of, it kind of levels you out. It doesn't, it's not as extreme. Right. And it's, it scratches an itch and it's. I mean, social,
1: but, but like socially even it's such a part of like mainstream culture now that it's not as exciting i think as it used to be sure sure and there are drugs that are like super exciting but again you brought it up they can also go online and watch youtube videos of people on drugs and that's probably chances are what they're going to (laughs) do because they youtube is their ultimate resource for everything they'll google it or or watch it on youtube but like it's just i i don't i don't know that the state should be even trying to deal with this. I don't know that like I don't feel like the state does anything to help kids. I think they turn yeah. more kids onto drugs than they do keep kids off of drugs. Sure. I guess would be the like the the idea that you come out and and like the the idea that you introduce a bunch of kids to drugs pretty much guarantees that some of those kids are going to be like I got to get these fucking
0: drugs. Yeah, that's true. And, and uh, yeah, they just do a terrible job. I, 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 I can't understand saying like putting on billboards like, hey, kids, if you're going to try drugs, please go to this website first where we will try to give you some sort of information. But ultimately, if you're right, it, what they're saying is like, don't do the drugs. It's like but a lot of people are going to do the drugs. We (laughs) all did the drugs. Like we're adults. We, we were young. We did the drugs, you know? I mean, that's the thing is like, I just don't know. I I don't know. I think that there, I just see that the way, like for me, the millennial, the way that we have kind of changed a lot of social norms, I think some of the depravity has wore off. I think where, you know, we, we do have a lot of drug problems, in our generation but we also just have more like i guess open open drug use that is more from like an educational or like we have psychonauts now we have people that like read and write trip reports and all that stuff you know it just feels like if there's way more information if someone hands me a weird substance i can look it up you know,
1: yeah. Well, and I think the thing about this site that was really strange.
0: Let's get what's what. What are they saying? The I wonder what they have to is say. It's called
1: dot uh, So it's got conversation ch- tips for kids, and it starts at two years old. We're like, dude, that. I mean, I've told this story way in the past, but one time when my kid was like, in I think fourth grade, she asked me about black tar heroin. And I was like, you don't need to know anything about black tar heroin. There's like no practical reason for you to know anything for you to even know that black tar heroin exists. You're not at risk of being near black tar heroin. (laughs) Right. And it was just a really strange thing to me. Like, what are they talking to her about at that goddamn school? Like, what is happening when they talk about drugs? Like,
0: what are they saying? <laughs> well, you know, and, and, uh, you know, a lot of parenting, and I think this is what the mistake you were making when you thought you knew what it would be like to raise a teenager is that you feel like you can say something to somebody that will change their mind. And in a lot of ways, you can. I mean, if you put enough information out there, it will stick with somebody. So there is a way, I think, to talk to kids about drugs that will kind of, smarten them up later in their lives, you know, like, you know, if you explain to them how their life could fall apart on drugs, they might see, oh shit, I'm about to sell my fucking last, the last thing I own. Maybe these drugs have gone too far, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Yeah. Instead of saying like these things make you feel crazy and might make you die. Instead, you have to really just sit down and say, these things are going to make, you feel better than the way your real life makes you feel and you have to figure out how not to to sell the farm for that feeling you know right yeah yeah that's true no, yeah. there's no hard conversation that's it's like we were just talking about with the the plastics yeah no hard conversation there no one's having this conversation sitting down and, and like saying like these are the hard truths well, they have a section on this. So they have a section for
1: preschoolers, but I think what's even more interesting is they have a section for how parents talk to their 19 to 25-year-olds. Okay. And so what to say? What I know you're I know you're off to start your own life, but please know that I'm always here for you. I respect that you're old enough to make your own choices, but if you ever want another perspective on things, give a shout. I'll try my hardest to help you out with, without judging you for your decisions. Sound good? There are certain things that you can count on in life, and one of the things you're going to be able to count on is me. Well, no shit. Yeah, dude. That's perfect. That's a good way to say things, but don't tie strings. Don't make it about drugs. I know. Like, make that just a thing you say. You shouldn't have to fucking be told to say that to your fucking child you know
0: yeah but here's the thing though if i gotta spit it for real if you call me up in the middle of the night and you're like i'm hanging out with you know my crush and she just handed me this like this teletubby this big fat fat teletubby pill yeah. and i think i want to take it i mean i would be like you got to do it man that's going to be like a you know that's going to be, this is going to, you're going to remember this the rest of your life.
1: Listen to this scenario, Do Brett. the drug.
0: You want to, you want your mind blown here? After watching. this
1: is for 19 to 25 year olds. After watching a movie portraying drug use together, you want to gauge your child's opinion on drugs. What to say? I know you're going to think I'm overprotective or meddling, and I'm sorry, but that movie really disturbed me. Oh no. <laughs> oh no, you dummy. <laughs> And I'm curious. Stop there, being uncool. Stop being uncool. <laughs> that movie, I just watched this movie with all these drugs, fucking freaking out right now. And, like, he, keep he in inhaled, mind your, your kid's in school already and have probably been around drugs. Yeah. And you're saying that disturbs me. I'm very yeah. disturbed by
0: that. And they're like, well, he it's just, inhaled like, crack cocaine <laughs> in the movie. Wow, they should put a a warning for that for that there. (laughs) They should add
1: that to the rating. That's very. It was too casual for me. It didn't even kill him or make him sell his house or anything
0: like that. And the only reason that kids are graduating college is because they're storing Adderall. It says <laughs> so. The movie real, but that movie really disturbed
1: me. And I'm curious: is there a lot of drug use at your college in your new town? Oh, nice. Do the
0: new friends that you have made dabble in drugs at all? How do you feel about it? Well, you know, I don't know. I, I am. I'm not against this. I don't want to shit all over this because. Don't say you're disturbed by it. How about you don't like
1: all of the advice is bad mostly. Like that first thing is like really great advice for something that every parent should say to their fucking kid. Like if you need me, I'm there for you,
0: is a thing
1: that you should just say. Yeah, they shouldn't already know that
0: ulterior motive. (laughs) Oh my god! You know what? We got you all the way to college. We started with you and your mother's belly. And I never told you that I'm there for you. I just totally (laughs) slipped my mind. (laughs) Just. If you want. No, like I'll definitely share my opinion with you. I've been silent for the first 18 years of your life. (laughs) I haven't gave any sort of opinions. But now that you're 19, you can call me up. Just like my friends do. Just like Roy that I talk his (laughs) ear off every single night. And I've never talked to you. You're finally old enough to get my opinion.
1: (laughs) You're just like, just like my friends that I <laughs> talk to about like of, stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're finally like one of my friends. Now, I hope you have a wrench if I need to borrow it, too. <laughs> um, it, it, but, but I don't know. Like, I, like, you should talk about, but there's, I don't know. It's weird because a lot of people don't do them. Like, that's what I, it's hard. I don't know where they're coming from. You don't know where they're coming from. But you know we have listeners that tell us like I've never tried any of the stuff you guys talk about and they probably got kids too, you know. So how do you, how can you really address that? I feel
1: like you don't have to do them to address it in a in a mature way. Sure. I feel like you it seems to me the best way to deal with if your kid is doing drugs. Is probably to like not. First of all, if they're from nineteen to twenty-five, you don't do anything about it. It's not your fucking job, and it's not your decision. And unless they're, if they're just like, like imagine you fucking find out. That your kid is smoking marijuana at college and you have a complete meltdown freak out fight about it. That's well, not going to yeah. help fucking anybody. Yeah,
0: but and if you,
1: but, but the way that this describes a lot of this stuff to me is like this, they're starting from a place of judgment that, that it keeps saying in the thing, like, I'm not going to judge you but i also will offer you a critical perspective right. on your on your behavior on this thing you're doing you've done and something last... bad you've done something bad but i'm not going to be mad about
0: it yes
1: yeah and the last thing i think that's the last situation you want to set up with your kid D- does that make sense like that i think that is like a last ditch Like, there's, you don't want to be in that situation. I feel like I would have made a bunch of decisions if I had to have that, a bunch of bad decisions in a row if I had to have that conversation. Like, I don't think these conversations, like you said, some of these conversations aren't super necessary, like, saying something like, I will be there for you if anything happens, they should, one, know that, and number two, that should come with no strings. That shouldn't have, like, a bunch of strings. You shouldn't be like saying that so that you can get information about what kind of things they're doing when they don't live with you you know at some point you have to like let go of a of them they're their own person and i think 18 19 is like i mean for weed that seems like a perfectly fine time to like like if you find out somebody's smoking weed at 18 or 19 it's like they're not a kid they're not like fucking throwing their life away i mean some people end up doing that but like yeah most of the time i mean they end up like me and you or maybe that's not a great example but we have a bunch of listeners that work you know 40 hour a week responsible person jobs that smoke weed every day that's not the worst thing in the world lots of people do. Yeah, most people do. So it's like... Most people do. Most people I know do. <laughs> okay? Most people I knew love weed. All right? But I, I just... I think it's... I, I think when the state starts telling parents how to talk, it's always... It, it So it comes from an authoritative place. And a lot of people don't question these sorts of educational sites that come from the state. Like, your school would send... This your school's probably actually required to link your the parents to this site so that they can look at it. And then you go and you're like, well, this is the way to do things when this seems like to me when I read it, like, oh, I don't know, man, this none of this would have worked on me. I would have just fucking said I don't do drugs like I don't trust somebody who has this really strong opinion on why people shouldn't do drugs. Like, I don't trust you to even fucking tell you that I like drugs. I figure you look at me and you can tell. Yeah. But like, I'm saying that like, like my parents, I don't want to talk. I mean, I do now talk to them about doing drugs. Cause there's no fucking reason to hide it. I'm a 40 year old man. And I do a radio show about drugs. Sure, so, like, I don't hide it from them now, but I did until like two or three years ago. I just never talked about it. Cause I didn't trust them because I thought they had a like, a weird view of it you know now sure. i would go over there and be like you know if y'all are interested in smoking weed i can make that happen for yeah, you i can get and you and i think you guys should do mushrooms
0: yeah i think you should open your minds you <laughs> yeah, no so i'll sell it to you for 50 dollars an
1: eighth i don't know i feel like the way that i did the way that i started doing drugs is the least desirable way for a human to start doing drugs and the way that you started to do drugs Sounds absolutely 100% perfect to me. And to be clear, I started at 12 and he started in his adult life. Yeah. Didn't do it in school. And I think that's the way it should be.
0: Yeah. I did wait until I graduated for most of that until I was on my own. And yeah. uh,
1: that's probably why you haven't had a ton of meltdowns either because you never had to do that. I don't hope I don't get caught. Like yeah. going
0: home. <laughs> like you
1: never had to worry about getting caught. You never had to act sober when you're tripping on acid to your parents to tell them that. To tell your parents that your brother went to jail at the football game tonight.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't want to have to deal with that kind of stress. I'm <laughs> a I'm somebody that's always avoided stress. Yeah. To be honest. I love like, it. I just want to be a part of that. I
1: enjoy it. I mean, I got a lot of joy out of it. Though. Yeah. Like I hiking stuff was fun for me. I yeah. hated adults.
0: Yeah, I mean I did vandalism instead of drugs.
1: They're the same. I've been talking to a lot of people and they kind of feel like we that's the same like it's yeah. it's the same pop you get, get you going. in your brain. I never did any vandalism. I did all the drugs. All right, we're done, man. Well, right. We're going to spend more time on this drug this uh this uh, start talking yeah, partnership for drug-free it. kids. We're going to we're going to spend a lot of time on this. I think it's going to be a regular thing.
0: So I hope you liked it. <laughs> yeah. And um if you want to help support the show financially, You can head over to store.streetfighteradio.com. We have a whole line of CBD products out there. Uh, We have this new Terpsilat that tastes like lemon gelato. It's like berry gelato and lemon cake and some orange one as well. But it's really tasty shit. Uh, I recommend you give it a try, especially if you're a weed smoker. Or if you're interested in CBD, it does a lot of... uh, It helps a lot with anxiety and... Body aches, pains, epilepsy. It's like a, a miracle shit. I mean, you got to check it out. Just look it up. CBD. We got it. It's 35 bucks for one gram of isolate or terpsilate. We got... Um, a vape juice and a body butter as well that you can just apply directly to any eggs or pains that you may have uh, we are big supporters of it that's why we use it and sell it uh, you can also support us on patreon.com p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot alright thanks for listening to street fight uh, we'll see you later peace Everybody will be dancing and we'll feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. Everybody will be dancing but we're feeling alright. Everybody will be dancing and I'm doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and will feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be telling it right. Everybody will be dancing on the feeling right
2: Everybody will be dancing and not doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and will feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be telling it right. Everybody will be dancing on the feeling right Everybody will be dancing and our doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we'll feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be telling it right. Everybody will be dancing on the feeling all right. Everybody will be dancing If you get right, let me go All night shadows on you break out to the light If so no you get right, let me go All night shadows on you break out to the light If you lose your way tonight Everybody will be dancing and will feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing and be doing it right. Everybody will be dancing and we feeling it right. Everybody will be dancing till they doing it right. Everybody will be dying and blowing it fine. Everybody will be dancing and you're doing it right. <toughest guaranteed> On you break out to the light it be you, right. it everybody all be glad let you break out of the to Everybody lose your way to my past how you know people map is right If i you lose your way to my past how you know people map is right If you get right, let you go, all night shadows on you, break out into the light, if you get right, let you go, all night shadows on you, break out into the light, if you lose your way tonight, that's how you know the If you lose your way tonight, that's how you know the magic's right. right.